0: Hey, yo, what up? It's Forza Phillip on the track, yo. People want cards to get banned all the time, bro, but people can play whatever they want, bro. Play whatever you want. Dak Faden looting faithlessly like he's an atheist Call him the greatest thief in the multi-mist of the blind eternities He's got them red hands from handling the masterpieces off your mantles And dancing down your chimneys like he's St. Nick And he's eating milk and cookies cause my man loves dessert He fights off nickel bolts on Ravnica to take what he's earned But an untimely death is ultimately why he was served Cling to the dust assassin's trophy confirmed We lost a good one today Dak Faden was my boy you cooked a bomb ass omelet. I love that conditioner he used. But don't forget, you can play whatever you want. Cause this is Strifeful Pile. Playing 25 colors, this game gonna take a while. You can play whatever you want. Cause this is Strifeful Pile. Playing 48 colors, this game gonna take a while. You can play whatever you want. Cause this is Strifeful Pile. Playing 69 colors, mm-hmm. this game gonna take a while. You can play whatever you want. Cause this is Strifeful Pile. Play whatever you want! You can play with baleful tricks in the strifeful bag of tricks, but don't you think you'd be remiss if you missed the fourth ponder in this 27-color deck playing Drown in the Lock? This is Magic the Gathering, designed by Jackson Pollock. It's like a Studies, it's lead itself up for a game. A colorful array, the mana base remains unexplained. Icebank, notion, leaf, golos, the tireless pilgrim, toxic deluge, punished by a cephalid coliseum. Yorian opposition, agent, rise and fall, fatal, push, Pyroblast, lightning, bolt, uro, water, lagrub. Endurance, minskin, boo, fury, besage, you endures, brazen, borrower, badlands, buy Putta kara, Perniciously, a tiger, Pernicious, otawara, sovereign, the mirthless, plague, engineer, terra, sunda, yo, I think this is working. Play a wasteland, Loam it back, loot it away with your deck, put a whole breach on the stack, attack on melt down artifacts play whatever you are because this is freffle pile. playing 25 colors this can go take a while you can play whatever you are because this is freffle pile playing 48 colors this can go take a while you can play whatever you want because this is freffle pile playing 69 colors this game gon' take a while you can play whatever you are
1: cause this is freffle pile play whatever you want what it do hello and welcome to eternal Doodles. i'm your host zach clark and with me as always phil blackman phil how's it going man
2: bro it's going good happy new year
1: happy new year that yeah, this we're recording this uh new year's eve eve and it will come out on monday monday is the second right yeah the Monday second. is the second monday new is the second so it'll come out monday so happy new year everyone
2: new year's day was yesterday in the future welcome yes,
1: that'll be two days from now bro for us.
2: i've fallen apart
1: I Oh up, no, down. Phil! Uh, we Phil's all Phil's wrestling toys are out on display all my, now. All,
2: all my toys, all my. Was <laughs> that Jake the toys? Snake Roberts, Phil? Is Jake, Jake the Snake, bro? Jake the Snake Roberts, goddamn. I I I I met Jake the Snake in person. Obviously,
1: Jake the Snake looks like my uh, mom's ex boyfriend who like spent like ten years in jail. Like, well, it, during the 90s while well, I was, like, growing up. He looks, yeah, like, just like, like him.
2: Jake, Jake the Snake is, he's on a ventil, like, not a ventil, he's on an oxygen tank. So, everywhere <laughs> he walks, he has to be on oxygen. It sucks. That's terrible. It's not great it's not great yeah
1: with that uh on that dark dark news sorry to bring uh, sorry to start your year off with that information if this, this is the first thing you're uh, the first podcast you're checking out this year this that is said a- check out our other podcasts <laughs> from bloody- uh earlier in the year we've had a lot of great content in the past we're not going to do the like looking back on 2022 episode because there wasn't a whole lot to talk about we're actually going to i kind mean there was of- plenty to talk about but just listen to the episodes instead yeah yeah check check those episodes out you're th- that is that is the better take i i do want to uh, give a quick shout out to all of our, our patreon supporters if you want to support the we really do appreciate that. Even a dollar helps. You can go over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash dirtles. We'll be do- doing a lot more this year with that stuff because we've kind of finally gotten to a point where I think I think we should start giving giving a little bit of value back beyond just the podcast and one way we're doing that is we're including everybody that is a patreon supporter in our uh weekly raffle for a uh one of the items from the uh secret Layer advent calendar thing so we're gonna pull one out right now and uh someone's going to win from last week actually i'm just gonna shuffle these up Seeing me shuffle them up right in front of you here
2: oh this is the moment this is the big moment moment. is there a tabernacle in here is there a tabby
1: no, there is a Chromox
2: Chromox is probably the big one, right?
1: So here we go. Pull right out of the middle here. Last week's winner is going to win two thousand and seven. Two thousand seven. Wow. So th- we got that going there. What's two thousand seven? What's the What's the card? Two thousand seven. Let's find out real fast. Ponder a uh, a foil foil ponder. So uh, that's a big that's a big get. Honestly, that's a, get, that's a good get actually. Yeah. So that's gonna go to uh, last week's winner uh next week's winner we will announce next week and i'll actually have a name and stuff we have to pull that but that the person that uh commented on our last week's episode ended up winning that out of all of our patreon supporters uh as well so you're always included on there if you comment and you're always included on there if you add even a dollar onto patreon and support us on patreon so with that out of the way i also want to say quickly please 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 like and subscribe to the youtube channel we're trying to hit 400 subscribers so It'd be awesome if you could do that. And with that out of the way, Phil, I think we can end the housekeeping se- segment of the show, and we can talk about our topic this week. We're gonna we're gonna uh, take a cue from MTG Goldfish's Joe Dyer, and we're gonna uh, talk about the uh, Legacy Roundtable that he had, and and uh, I was on it. No hate there, but uh, we're gonna I'm gonna answer these questions as well. Phil was on it. You can find Phil you can find Phil's answers, but I think he'll regurgitate some of those answers here. Uh, today as well.
2: What do you think about roundtables in general? Do you like these roundtable articles?
1: Man, I love I love the community building that the roundtable articles present. They're just so long. Sometimes I, I'm reading a lot of the same answer too, which, I mean, look, if you're pulling people for roundtable, that's kind of part of the thing is like you have to just assume that like everyone is going to answer answer these questions and they're going to, you know, people want to get their opinions out. So they're go- they're going to take a long time. So the article ends up going from like what a normal article looks like is like this much and then Joe's articles because he adds so so much good information like you should go over to MTG goldfish and see Joe's articles because they're excellent but he always adds like a lot of like legacy metagame information gives you a breakdown of some of the new decks some of the trends he's seeing stuff like that so you get like three articles in every one of Joe's articles already but a normal article is like this long the round tables are like always just like you know they're off the charts long. Uh, so it's it's a lot. It's a lot of reading. It's always see, see. so much more fun when you know the people to to read these articles anyhow. So I, I really appreciated going in and seeing like you and Roland in there. So that that was a blast. Roland Chang uh, was was on the roundtable. So that was a blast mm-hmm. reading that on my car ride home on, uh you know, a couple of days ago from from New Hampshire. Yeah, I, I agree that it,
2: it can feel like the those articles get a little bit long if a lot of people are all have the same opinion, because then. Yeah. It, it's it feels uh, the I think same that said, but i always, I don't I always just enjoy reading stop.
1: like I I, yeah, no, 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 no. I I like i like the articles you know i, I love i, I love roundtable i love a community event
2: yeah i too i i really enjoy the the roundtable articles just to see where collectively the format is at and like where everybody's heads are at to, to to see the little discrepancies between where people where people's mindsets are and we'll get into that we'll get into it
1: so let's uh let's pop off the first question after i uh get my glasses all cleaned up here we're not subscribed we're not uh sponsored by zenny.com, but you can get some nice glasses there number one what are your current thoughts on the legacy format are you having fun Is the format healthy? All right, Zach,
2: let's 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 use this opportunity. This is your entry into the round table, right?
1: Uh, Right now, the format is is teetering on the edge of fun and starting to get stale. Like, I think that's like it's still fun to me. I still think the format is is fun but it's teetering on the edge of like staleness and fun even with initiative even with initiative yeah. entering well i friend. see I, that's actually one of the reasons why i think that because if initiative didn't exist i think it would be teetering towards stale completely stale because at least initiative is somewhat new. Otherwise, we would just literally be looking at the same decks we've we've seen for almost almost what like nine months now. Like eight cast is the newest deck, and not much has changed in anybody 75 aside from like Pyromancer or an iconoclast here or there. It's just like Blue Red Delver, you know, one of the one of the decks I'm not seeing that I saw back in January of last year uh before kappa cannoneer got got introduced was i haven't seen much death and taxes like 80 card death and taxes with yurion with so to me i hate death and taxes and that skews me more towards fun a more fun format i had a blast at uh at eternal weekend so i think that sort of skews me back towards fun as well because i hadn't gotten to play in person so being able to play in person skewed me back towards that my current thoughts on the format I think the format is fine and that's like on the like like on a scale of like unplayable, bad, fair, fine, good and like great. It's kind of in the middle. Um, And then is the format healthy? I think no, the format is unfortunately not healthy right now, but I think that a lot of that is skewed from what you're seeing on uh, Magic Online, which is a discussion uh, Phil and Nate and I had. this week about like how i think magic online is sort of a net negative for the community but it's a necessary evil yeah i just don't think the format's ever been healthy
2: like i don't think (laughs) my comment here was that is the format fun if you're i I, i'm playing decks i enjoy so it's fun Uh, at least for me it's fun but is the format healthy i feel like is is always a question that never exists meaningfully in any helpful space because the format is never healthy there has never been a time outside of when we look back at fond nostalgia formats that we consider a format. Nobody has ever in the present wonder... been like the format is healthy unless they're looking at very specific metrics where they're like the format is healthy. If XYZ is fulfilled, if there's enough deck diversity or if there is enough, yeah. uh, if the ter- if games go past a certain amount or if there's if uh, a bunch of different kind of if aggro combo and controller all represent whatever the metric is to determine healthy, like maybe the format is healthy, quote, quote, in in that environment. But there's never been a time where everybody, where collectively the community has just been like, "Yeah, Legacy is fucking great right now. No changes. Nobody wants anything gone." If you that's could pick happened,
1: a quote a payday day day that that you think that the format was at at its most healthy, what would you what would you choose?
2: I, I feel like I hear constantly that there's this nostalgia for like old stone blade three color esque stuff when. Delver was still in three colors and Stoneblade was around in and variations. And, I mean, that's was about like,
1: what I would think is, is that like 2013, 2014 era, like pre-Legacy Everybody GP loves, ev- everybody loves this era. And I'm, I'm I, like... I mean, I, I don't say that I love it, but I think that was probably the most healthy that the format was in, at least in my experience, was that, for me, that was very early into my legacy experience. Bro, and then, and then there were times like in, in the healthy environment
2: where, where like cards that everybody hated like there there were cards like nobody enjoyed playing with or against him to Turok let's be real nobody enjoyed having (laughs) a him pointed at them you know but now we're all like oh my god like bring me back the days where we could nickel and dime each other and go in in games that grind long like I I mean for some players maybe like there's never been a I can't at least for me I mean that the 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 question of like is the format healthy healthy is a non-existent meaningless word in our format it means nothing The, the metrics for what health is change based on whoever's reading that question and it's totally interpretive and like that's fine given the opinion that you're looking for but in terms of like what are we looking to achieve by determining whether or not the format is healthy if we want a healthy format we need to remove all of the shit that is so toxic and busted (laughs) the the whole (laughs) thing about like uh, an an initiative taking over the format like initiative (laughs) takes over the format because there are soul lands and busted fast mana and it's like uh, okay are we blaming the fast mana which is like the 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 enabler of the problem or are we blaming the problem which is that they're designing for a four player format that's that's destroying one v one destroying quote quote like it's all how you view it and that doesn't result in any meaningful deterministic change in any direction at all like it doesn't do anything i answered the question in the round table this is not me dunking on the questions by the way i love these round tables i i hope they continue and i get to do more of them like i love these round tables i love seeing where the community's heads at for questions like this though they need to be we we need to point we need to be more pointed as to is the format healthy and then in brackets define what we mean by healthy yeah. or or what we as a community are striving for in terms of what health means because otherwise we're all just speaking past each
1: other. Well, I'll say this. That was three questions for question one. Question two does kind of at least at least ask you to elaborate on that a bit. And it's what changes would you make in the current format, bans, unbans, and why? Go for it. This, so you, so this to me, so reading, you. reading through that everyone's answers, I thought they were super interesting. And also kind of a lot of people were telling on themselves. <laughs> but I, I thought it was, it was funny, the stuff like there wasn't a lot of discussion about unbans. And we'll do that because I think that that's probably going to be one of our first like series for this year is to go. Right back through the uh ban list and see what what we think now after like a year of doing that before what could be unbanned if any of our opinions changed but for me i still think that uh, like unbanned wise i still think that we could get away we could get away with necropotence I, i mean i'm always gonna i'm always gonna say that i think necropotence could come back it'll allow mono black decks a chance to chance to be like a thing do i think that's super healthy for the format i don't know again who cares the format's not healthy you heard it from phil and then band wise i think i think the change that i would make to the format would be the thing that me and phil have been talking about is that like they need to errata how initiative works and create a new dungeon for 1v1 play i think that's the only real change that i would make right now and i'd see how that works and then i would uh the other change i would make to the format is that wizards has to go back seriously every three months and be like do we need to make changes for real like we need we need to know if there's going to be real changes and the one way to do that is by creating a committee of legacy players that would do that and i think that that's something that needs to be done and hasn't been done and should have been done a long time ago
2: i think that the the caveat i'm 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 not so sure about the like the longer that i've sat on the idea of the legacy committee similar the legacy panel similar to the uh pauper panel i i move further but every time i think about it i feel like i move further and further away from it and i think that if somebody is going to be on the panel i like, now wish nate
1: were in- here because nate and i had a great phone conversation about this Uh, the other day but let's continue
2: Nate if you're listening you're free to hop on as we're speaking right now hopefully you call us in the next 10 minutes and are like i want to hop on this podcast that i know that you guys are doing
1: yeah let's Um, take a moment to give nate his space just in case he he does pop in.
2: yeah just in case let's put his head shot up i i I feel like i move further and further away from the panel uh, and i think that it's just because i don't think i would want play in competitive events against players who i know have meaningful sway on how that format looks similar to how when you if you were to work at wizards you can't if you work at wizards and have inside information on certain cards or certain things you can't compete in sanctioned competitive events well
1: that's changed I feel like... a bit now but it, it's it's not it's not the exact same as it used to be but it, it has changed a little bit
2: i think if there was a panel i think that the panel would need like you could do like i think maybe do a rotating panel and yeah. have people come in but I, I think that if you're on the panel i don't think you should be able to play in sanctioned comp rel events i think you shouldn't be on to of top eight wow
1: you can certainly play you should be able to play because you need just like the the reason why that is a bad rule for people who work at Wizards, it's a bad rule for people that want to affect a format because they're not getting real real experience in the format or with the game, which was insane to me that Wizards would be like, "You can't play the game if you're going to." For us. It's, it's, I, I, that's wild.
2: I'm not saying that you're you're not able to play. I'm saying that if you sit across from somebody in a comp Ariel event and they have control over whether or not a card. or or they have influence over like meaningful influence Mm -hmm. over what cards go and what cards stay I think that that is that that is a a power discrepancy that's a power dynamic that I don't think should be introduced to however many players are on the table you know what I mean I or in the in the in the I do know what you mean but I don't agree I I I think that like if you are on the panel for six months you are willingly going on to the panel in service to the community to hear that feedback, to be the person, to be one of the deputies that people give their feedback to, you then uh, aggregate that feedback into meaningful conversations with the other people who are on the panel that have also aggregated a bunch of feedback, and then you collectively decide what recommendations you would make to Watsi. But in order to do that, I I think that it, to remove bias, you should not be able to be in competitive events. The, the rationale for that, in my mind, would be if you have a panel and it's you have 10 players on the panel and seven seven of them are competitive delver players i don't i think
1: that i think one of the big litmus tests is if you are the type of person who would make your deck better but make the format worse you kind of shouldn't be on the panel to begin with you shouldn't be you know? on the panel
2: but i, I i'm saying that like <laughs> i i i i think that you need to remove the you, like, you need to, you just yeah. need to remove that type of like i'm not going like, oh, to be like oh we need to do everything until Death
1: shadow gets better that's insane or like until infect is playable of course i you know?
2: you're, i'm not going off the deep end i'm saying that you we need like and this is a reason part of why i'm like off of the idea of uh, uh, at the moment i'm off the idea of a panel is I feel like there wouldn't be any, like you would need, I I think you would need to remove any semblance of like insider bias. And I think the way that you you would do that is just to make it so that any recommendations that you make aren't necessarily going to affect you positively or negatively. You are neutral to the recommendations and are doing it objectively based on community feedback and health of the format. Looking at all of the data and all of the, the and the and the community's response as a whole, to, I, I, to don't, I, I don't I this... don't know if that's helpful, but like yeah. I I if I, if I were on the panel and I'm you know I, it's like. I don't I also if I were on the panel wouldn't want anybody to be like oh yeah Phil obviously is going to just be advocating for a sensei's divining top to come back you know because of all the arguments where it's like I don't think sensei's divining top should be gone on power level reasons it's gone on dexterity reasons but yeah. formats are good but tournaments already go to time even without it it's not like it extended it at, at all like tournaments still run the, the as slow as they ever did you know what I mean but it's like if I were on yeah. the panel it's like well I have I, I'm a known advocate for wanting sensei's top to come off the ban list because it's what I like to do and I don't think it should be there in the first place. Same. Thing with death right shaman if, if I'm like yes please get it off. please get the shit off the band list and then I can play it again in, in my event coming up next month that erodes transparency and trust with whoever is giving me feedback right I think I, would I want think that. the
1: other the other real issue for me is one of the reasons I think why the rules committee doesn't do as many bands as they as they should is because they don't want to come off looking like they're manipulating the secondary market and and I think in commander it's less it, it you're maybe on a broad scale less likely to really spike cards because of that if you're a rules committee person and you for like legacy right and you get to make those decisions you have a hand in that and let's say phil you want sensei's divining top to come off but you also bought like 700 counterbalances beforehand i that's think what that's I'm, the that's, sort it, of thing that's
2: that's that's, that's, that's problem, my right? biggest
1: worry right like is yeah. that is that someone someone is going to manipulate the secondary market and to me that is the same as cheating like that is the that's yeah, cheating at hey, life you know hey, like, hey guys maybe maybe people in
2: congress who control where the market moves shouldn't be able to buy and invest stock I know. Maybe they maybe it's they shouldn't be allowed like that, to do right? it. Maybe the uh, people who control that stuff shouldn't be in control of benefiting uh, off of it, right? Maybe their
1: significant others shouldn't either.
2: Uh, so, maybe so that's, you maybe know, maybe that's a world that we to, to don't that want end, to be I think, in. I
1: think I think that the the rules committee offers a uh, a very large amount of possible corruption that I that I truly don't like. So I think that it's it is a double-edged sword, but I still think that we sh- we should have one. I just think that th- there are there are questions that need to be worked out. To that end, question number two, Phil, would you make any bans or unbans? Uh, let me
2: uh, Let me just round off the last thing we're saying. I, rather than needing a format panel of, the whole reason that they had a popper panel was because yeah. they said that nobody in the building played or was aware of popper, like in any meaningful way that they could make decisions that made uh. sense. And so they just allocated Gavin to like, uh. I, I think it's Gavin, to like lead the, 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 the popper panel and then have people come in. So they essentially outsourced their yeah. responsibilities to other people whereas they said that they didn't do it for legacy because they they said that they have people in the building that do play legacy that are aware of the format that are in tune with what's going on whether or not we uh we agree we don't because we don't know necessarily who the people are they what just data you know, they're using uh, aside from transparency stuff i think if, if they just had the panel be whoever those people in the building are that way people knew where to aggregate feedback yeah. Instead of just yelling into the void on Twitter or like bothering people who aren't in- involved in that like I know, like I have asked Gavin a, a bunch of questions regarding bands. Like I remember, I tweeted him along like earlier in the year. I was like, "Hey, what do you consider the pillars of the format that are untouchable by bands?" And he said, "Well, nothing is actually untouchable. Everything is reasonably touchable, but at the same time, there are things that the 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 format is so, that are sort of baked into the format." This was back when days was the topic of discussion. I was yeah. like, "Is I was like, are we wasting our time talking about this, or is days considered a pillar of the format the way that everybody has said that forcible wasteland and brainstorm are, and that will never be touched because that's." the quote, quote, identity of the format. I hate that stuff, but like, you know what I mean? And he was like, well, nothing is untouchable. But then he also said, but I'm not part of the team that would be involved in those decisions. And I'm like, well, I sure would love to know who is. And I feel like that, that would just be the panel within the building. You know what I mean? Anyway, yeah. so moving up, moving on to uh, bans and unbans. Do you want to take a crack at it first? Go for it. You, I, I, I have a whole. Oh, I mean, I, I, I,
1: I, gave you my answers. I said uh, we we would unban Necropotence. That's it, one and done. You're on Necro Necro, and that's it. Unban Necropotence for now.
2: Unban Necropotence for now. Cool. Any any un, any, uh, but no bans. So you're on the no bans. I'm on, on, I'm, on I'm on
1: no bans. But I I would strongly I would strongly consider removing AI or Merktide. AI, AI, EI. Wow, or guy Tide. wants to get
2: rid of artificial intelligence. He's at it. Yeah, he's over it.
1: Uh, EI uh, or or uh, Merktide. So I, I'd be I'd be on board with getting rid of those or both. Just and just seeing something new. But uh, I think I think for first things first, I'd like to see Necro get unbanned.
2: I'm also on the side of more unbans. I and 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 here's my my thought process. Uh, this was my thought process when I was thinking about these questions now i knew that there was going to be you know 50 people answering these questions and a lot of them were going to have this similar opinions i my thoughts have moved from if they're not going to make change if they're going to keep designing for commander which is what they're going to do and they're not going to do any inherent rulings within mechanics that they make for commander to differentiate them from 1v1 so like an example of that would be if they said for initiative if instead of it just existing as it exists where it's designed for four player, making it ob- objectively busted in 1v1, right? Like initiative is objectively busted. I don't think yeah. there's any, you know, w- whether or not that's good or bad and should should be allowed or not. In 1v1, it's objectively a busted mechanic. I- if they're not gonna put inherent rules in mechanics like that that are designed for commander, where it says, if you have more than one opponent, you take the initiative. Like an additional line of text that says, if you are in a non-1v1 game, you get to do this thing. If not, you don't. And it's therefore, it, it is no threat to a 1v1 format because it is a mechanic that they can design without having to think about how it's going to impact legacy or vintage or whatever. So if they're not going to do that, then that means that designing for a four-player game, there's just going to be more more busted stuff coming in. Literally all of the all of the most busted shit we get now is just commander product stuff. Whether it was earlier in the year in 2022 with Captain Cannoneer, during Kamigawa, or now at the end of the year with Initiative, the majority of the busted things we get. Like there was there was Displacer Kitten in the middle of that that like had its time uh, Time in the sun that's still like sort of fringy in in the interim and then of course like there there are some mistakes that they make in standard product that they did during like the l drain time but since then it's been majority commander product and but the commander product is just going to give us more and more busted stuff as they keep printing rather than being like okay we need to look at every single commander product that they make now and go is this thing that they designed for four player busted in 1v1 most likely, yes. Do we have to now look at it as something that has to go? I think that if they're going to continue to do that, then we're just going to continue moving in a in a higher power level format. Like every time they, they push the boundaries, designing for four players, that means 1v1 is inherently going to get more and more broken. And if we're going to get more and more broken, like if we're going to move towards, if we're going to push the needle towards more busted, then I think more things that were busted in the past can come off because you know they those those things that were busted in the past were busted in a less powerful format yeah, and in a vacuum and the busted format that would include those cards of course if the cards that were banned that are on the ban list were banned in a in a time where those cards were they were busted in their environment and mm-hmm. the environment on the power level scale if let's say we're at a 10 now right let's say we're in the most powerful legacy has ever been outside of combo winter this is the most, this is the, this is it. This is the pinnacle of power in terms of the format's history. Then if, let's say Deathrite Shaman was, if Deathrite Shaman and Treasure Cruise and all of this shit were busted, by comparison, that environment was an eight. Like if the needle keeps pushing towards more and more busted, yeah. then the cards that were broken back then are less and less powerful. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think some of the issue is cards that just destroy other archetypes, you know? I think that's, that's to me is the, the biggest issue uh for some of these bands is like having cards that that like exist that only like just just kill other other uh archetypes what are those cards uh well i think it used to be that death right shaman was was one of those cards and it was endurance you, exists no no it wasn't because of of the graveyard it was because of it was just you didn't play any other one drop and you got to play four colors so three color decks just weren't as good non-black control decks just didn't exist for the most part that weren't miracles i i think when you when you put a card like that in it coalesces so much of the format towards just like this is for cards that must be played and then extra stuff. Um, so I, I I agree that like on power level, that Deathrite Shaman isn't too powerful. But I think that on homogenizing the format towards one thing, I think that's that's another part that has to be taken in, into consideration. You, you don't want the whole format I, to just be like five color. Or four color deathrite shaman plus. See, and this is where I think, like, when we
2: talk about bans, like we have to look at cards coming off the ban list in the context in which they will come out, yeah. not the context in which they were banned, because the context in which yeah. they were banned, oh, yeah, yeah Death, for sure. De- 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 deathrite
1: homogenized the format and was obviously the best thing to be doing. But the what, would it now, not? You you believe it would not homogenize the format now if it came out? You I'm think people would the, just move on from Deathright shaman and only play? you know
2: let's say the the three best decks in the format right now are Delver four color and initiative death does not have at least it, it It would not seem to me that death has a home in initiative probably not if death has a home in Delver hasn't everybody been clamoring for Delver to go back to three colors so they can get
1: cut have they I don't think that they care so much it about for, Delver it, it, being three colors as much as they care about the fact that Delver is, is at, at best, always going to be blue and red and something else. Like, at least blue and red, and then maybe something else. If, so what you're doing if, is just making Delver a Grixis deck again.
2: I'm saying that, like, if these cards were to come out, like, in the, in the shell that Delver is right now, right? Mm-hmm. So you have... Delver DRC and let's say Deathright Shaman came off. Came off. What are you removing to play Deathright Shaman? Are you just cutting your Delvers?
1: I I, I don't know because I won't. I don't really play Death... Uh... Delver anymore so I don't know you'd probably just remove a two drop like you wouldn't play Iconic what are your two, class you're, you're, if that's what you're if that's what you're playing
2: okay so you're moving so you're moving brazen bar like the, the probably, list right now yeah are, are, that like, makes it's sense it's I like would Delver, probably DRC. remove
1: brazen because you're, at the end of the day you're probably going to be doing you're going to get a bigger advantage with death right shaman uh and you're going to be removing uh like you're probably going to switch to three drops somewhere in there too so like so I don't want know to be soft I think to merit that, Lage. you just
2: you want to you you want to just
1: like help, get, get you just want to like concede that
2: that match matchup or concede points in that matchup probably and then gain it elsewhere <laughs> yeah gain it elsewhere
1: I mean I I think that you can still play Brazen Bar on the sideboard you know you're gonna have the mana advantage over people I mean, like, seen time and time again that that's that's what wins games Here's an example, right? Okay. So four
2: color. What what is the color that four color doesn't play? Generally white. Four color plays white, bro. Come on. They're a source to Plowshare's prismatic ending deck.
1: Well, when Deathrite Shaman was a deck, it was white.
2: Right. When it we, b- back when you had Leo Deathrite Shaman Four yeah. color check pile, there was no white. Now Nowadays, four,
1: now four I guess color now. color is white.
2: very clearly uh it's a it's a blue, white, it's a bant deck splashing red, yeah. right? For for Minskin Boo and Pyroblast and EI. Correct. Yeah. They're not playing black. They don't need the black. They're playing two Wasteland. <laughs> They're playing two Wasteland and the life of Malone and a Caracas because they need to be able to deal with Caracas. Caracas hoses their strategy. All right? Like, if Four Color wants to adopt Deathrite Shaman, what are they doing to their mana base to adopt black? They're
1: adding one black mana source to it and changing nothing. <laughs> do you, they don't do you, need, do you, you, do you don't need black mana to make Death Right Shaman, good. We've so they're we've all so that I, with
2: green, you know. So they're they're gonna splash black just to so they only they can't remove instants and sorceries from the yard at that point, right? Like they should you, you, they you, still you, can. They can off of a off of a single mana source. Yeah. What are they cutting for it? What's the mana source that they're cutting for it in their mana base? W- one wasteland, let's say. I mean, this I am is attacking all, this you. All... I'm, I'm attacking you with questions to yeah. say that death shaman doesn't naturally fit into any of the top decks without making some major deck building overhauls that like affect like are are significant affectations to the deck build the but decks are, that we currently see. But are see. interesting in any way? They're not. Are not interesting in any way? We've seen Wait, that they're not. Before.
1: We've seen Wait, that death- before. W- it's not w- How many
2: how, how many Euros do you play now if Death Rite is back in the format and it checks it? Does you, do your Murktides do your Murktides get worse because Death Rites exist?
1: Oh man, if I'm playing a birds of paradise, sleepers get better. Probably they probably don't get worse. They don't get worse or they do get worse. I don't think they get I don't think they that Merc tides get worse. I think the fact
2: that you and I don't have a clear understanding of what we mean,
1: death shaman means
2: change is an it. actual good argument probably. for an understanding under right? All I'm right. Being totally serious. If 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 you go turn one death right and I go turn one initiative, are am I doing the more powerful thing or are you doing the more
1: powerful thing? I would rather see both those things go. <laughs> I, which is totally fine. I'm saying if, that like if it came, down if, to D- D- death right shaman or no legacy as a format i would be like let's get rid of legacy i guess that's how i, I feel I, about death right shaman
2: i i it's also similar to if okay if treasure cruise came off the off the ban list okay. i'm not advocating for it i'm saying if it <laughs> sure. came off the band why list, not what deck's playing treasure cruise
1: i mean blue red delver's gonna play treasure cruise Okay, Burn so you are going Mark Mark to concede Splash splash for Treasure Cruise. You're just any deck that can play Treasure Cruise is going to play Treasure Cruise.
2: As I, I and I agree that they should, but so you're not going to play Merktide?
1: Why not play both? We've learned that you can put four Treasure Cruise in a deck and it just feeds itself. So who cares? So 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 what
2: deck building concession are you making in like if looking at the blue red delvers list uh, at the uh, as they stand, right? We're looking at the blue red delver list that won Eternal Weekend. What cards are you taking out to fit
1: treasure cruise in in I mean, order I to, can't both begin play to treasure cruise and Mark Tide not playing the I'm I'm not playing the deck and I'm not familiar with it enough to say like this is like you're like Ben Shapiroing me by asking me like I'm not Ben, best Shapiro-ing, you. I,
2: I, I'm not ben Shapiro-ing you <laughs> I don't, I'm you I am not ben shapiro you I don't have I'm not the answer because
1: I'd have to do I'd have to actually do the research Ben Shapiro is an abysmal human being I'm not straw manning you I'm, I'm not, not trying, I'm to, not trying to, I'm just saying that is, that is the tactic uh, there is to like, I, ask me, ask a question for someone who has not done, done the research, but, ha- I, but has but an opinion. I guarantee I, you I could come up with why you would throw a uh, treasure cruise into any other deck and what you would remove from it. If I had the time to do it, but like our, our viewers definitely don't want to watch me like look at deck lists for the next 20 minutes to figure that out. I'm saying that the top decks if uh, like like
2: fast combo is unlikely to play treasure cruise, right? They're looking to kill you before a treasure cruise happens. Initiative is not playing treasure cruise. They don't fill their yard. They're not in the color. Delver could play treasure cruise, but there's tension with Merktide. Are they sure. building to? And if they're if they're trying to maximize both, are they doing shit that really folds to graveyard hate? Because they're already in DRC Merktide. Are they playing thought scours? Like what's the deck building concession? I if, did if, very if, well if four with, color... with Hooting hold Manchels on hold on hold on hold treasure on, on hold dad. on hold on. If four color wants to play treasure cruise. Are they conceding euro? how How much of the, how much of their deck do they are, are, like? Again, are they then just going to get massively hosed hard by graveyard hate? Do they have to? Do players have to like maximize more endurance if both Delver and Color are going to be harder on the graveyard? where you see what I mean. Like there isn't it's a impossible na- like, the, the, question the, to
1: answer because so like that is a card that warps the entire format around itself. That's like saying, would what, what would you do if Tularen Academy got unbanned? Like yeah, I'd play a butt ton of artifacts Telerian, and see what t- happens. Teler- Telerian Academy
2: enables turn 1 kills though. Sure. Treasure Cruise can't enable a turn 1 kill. I'm just Devil saying, is not going to enable you, a turn 1 w- kill. But
1: the entire format would warp around that one card, which is which is again why I think that cards I, like that should not be. You know, and I know you're not advocating for unbanning Treasure Cruise, but I'm saying cards that cards that do that, whether or not they're powerful or not, they're they're at least powerful enough to make every other deck in the format stand up and take notice.
2: I'm saying that I think those cards coming off would actually create more diversity in the format because they don't naturally slot into the top decks. Therefore, if you want to play them, they would be they they of course would become very powerful things to do. Like if you're trying to be the Treasure Cruise deck and maximize Treasure Cruise, cool. It's it's very difficult to maximize both Treasure Cruise and Merktide. You may be different decks. You may want to be doing different things, in which case you would attack a Murktide deck different from a, a treasure cruise deck, unless you're actually looking to hose the graveyard. The same thing with Death Right Shaman. Death Shaman doesn't naturally fit into any of these decks without making some amount of concessions. And they would also check a bunch of two of the most powerful tools in the format between Uro and Murktide, or checking Delirium or what or what have you. I would I would imagine that you would probably cut endurances in order to make room for death writes, but If you're playing a mana dork and you're opening yourself up to more removal like okay well now if 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 you go into death right and remove endurance does your delver matchup get worse like is the diverse is there is there a discussion to be made no longer is it oh this is actually just objectively better there are positional advantages to both now whereas in the context of when those cards got banned they got banned because they were the best thing it was just the best thing right It's similar to nothing really competes with Grizzlebrandt. Maybe in a world you would argue that like some some, some, some context- some context, <laughs> Archons may be a little bit better like in, in certain positions and blah, blah, blah. but like if you're turn one and you're turn one and you're putting Grizzlebrand into play, right? Yeah. If Grizzlebrand wasn't in the discussion... If you have a Grizzle choice, Brand, it's Grizzlebrand. If Grizzlebrand if was gone though you would have a discussion about like, yeah. okay what is the format, which is the best fatty to put in against what I expect the field to look like yeah. and then there's interesting discussion to be had about what the best thing is. That's an avocation for, for that Grizzlebrand is actually limiting deck diversity I agree. What, I they, mean,
1: I would not argue with anybody who said ban Grizzlebrand. I just but don't I'm saying think that, they, like that the deck is powerful enough that i care
2: i honestly don't remember what i answered for this question but i would say that there are i i think i just put in unban everything probably. yeah i think that's I just said unban what everything. Put down and 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 the reason for, for for unban everything is that all of the stuff that was on the ban list was banned i mean aside from shit like Ragavan and like stuff stuff in recent times that have been banned like oko Ragavan, like
1: this, unban the, the stuff... everything but vintage restricted cards let us endure chaos
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that like the, the idea here is if it wasn't banned in the context that we're in, which is the world that we're in, right? Oko was Oko and Ashley were banned in the recent world of the power of the format. They're two they they create unhealthy player right. patterns. Yeah. Same thing with Ragavan, all that stuff. The cards before I do I think were the most powerful thing in less powerful times and to gauge what and, and it's impossible to realistically gauge how powerful those cards would be in a format that has been power crept significantly in the last three years and so i think that if if anything more so than unban more so than banning initiative more so than looking at anything like Murktide or ei i think looking at those cards to come off and check how they would affect contextually the format And go from there would actually be more interesting than let us just remove the most powerful things and then the most powerful things just remain the most powerful because they just adopt whatever the second thing underneath the most powerful thing is you know like if ei goes death delver just adopts whatever the next most powerful card advantage thing that they can adopt is which is literally anything that they want it's whatever the best thing is and we don't know what it is because ei is currently the best thing I, i guarantee you they'll find it right afterwards you know it's like. If initiative is gone, okay. Well, you just removed. A, then, then you're just acknowledging a mistake in the mechanic, and then it goes. And then anything that was interesting about initiative and creating deck diversity amongst the format, well, that's just off the table now. You just, I mean, we just, just go back to eighty
1: that. card death and death and taxes at that point. Well, whatever it what may be, happen. but like,
2: I, I think getting rid of those tools, you just go back into a format where people were already complaining about, like, before Initiative came in, everybody was like, well, Merktide, EI, and Days are all reasonable things to look at on the chopping block. And it's like, well, if you just remove the Initiative, then we just go back to that discussion. If you remove Initiative and something out of Delver, Delver just remains the best thing, like always. They just adopt the next powerful thing. Four Color will just adopt the next powerful thing. I, I I think that, like, in terms of band discussion, we need to unban the stuff that was too powerful back in the day when Legacy was underpowered compared to what it is now.
1: I'll agree with that on, on the idea that we can at least unban this stuff and see for a time, but people need to pay attention to, the, to that when they unban stuff. If you look at Modern, they were like, oh, we'll just unban Golgari Grave Troll. And then they printed a bunch of Dredge stuff that like made just absolutely no sense. They were just like, "Ah, oh, Dredge hasn't really been a thing for like five years. Let's get uh, Golgari Grave Troll back out. And they were like, and we'll support it by printing like Hogak and all these other cards. And they yeah. immediately had to turn around and ban it like i they need i, I to, think the they issue be paying attention to to the uh the cards and seeing what what's out there and just because a deck is winning doesn't mean it like the cards in it need to be banned you know
2: I, I also, I, w- I would say that the example of Gargari Grave Troll being the card that came off the ban list and then back on the ban list isn't necessarily one that's comparative to any of the other cards that we would consider taking sure. off the ban I'm list. Just,
1: my, my, because my, my my point there is just that at least they took, they, they took it seriously and realized it immediately, but total. like they... If you're gonna make that decision, you need to make that decision again fast, and not let the format just sit sit stagnant for like a whole year while people endure that kind of nonsense. Yeah,
2: I, I, I'm saying that like Golgari Grave Troll. It's like that one. That one's just an there is clearly easy to see. If you unban Golgari Grave Troll, like, like it's going to enable one thing, and it's going to be a busted broken thing right that's the only thing that card does that's it's it's not like it's going to create any kind of deck diversity outside of introducing a busted thing whereas all of the other cards that we're talking about they're powerful but they're not going to introduce necessarily broken busted shit that isn't going to churn the format in a helpful or interesting way
1: well let's get on to question number three (laughs) so what are your thoughts on the initiative mechanic is it good or bad for Legacy I think we can just sum this up with I think it's I think it's bad but it could be fixed. Yeah, my my thing on the initiative is more about
2: how they need to look at their. They need to look at the mechanics that they're designing for four player. And it's like, okay, if you would, if, if you're introducing a mechanic and you expect that every time you advance in the dungeon, the dungeon is going to be powerful enough because you're expecting to last three combats instead of one combat. And so th- that if you reduce the amount of time that it's going to take for you to move through the dungeon by four times, like it's you're going to move through the dungeon four times faster. So even, it's than even you would bigger in another than that
1: game. because you have to endure. You have to endure other people possibly attacking and taking the initiative, right? And then you also have to endure the fact that they're going to try and kill you. So it's like double, it's doing like six times the work, you
2: know? That's what I'm saying is that initiative, good or bad for legacy? Good or bad in what legacy are we trying to create? It goes back to the health thing. Like... Is it a good mechanic? I don't necessarily think that it's an interesting mechanic. It's a snowballing mechanic, and those suck, at least from my perspective. From my perspective, snowballing sucks. It's a mechanic we can't interact with, right? Once it's introduced, the game is dictated by it. I think that's uninteresting. So it makes the game, every time you play initiative, the game is always the same. The only thing that matters is the initiative, and that's it. Does it do interesting stuff? Like, it doesn't do anything else that any other deck does right it's it no other deck is doing a busted uninteractive mechanic that dictates the game they play cards that are uninteractive that dictate games but this is a whole different thing this is an emblem that you it's a whole different zone it's not even it's yeah. just it exists do i, mean, I think it's I good or bad way, for legacy? i would
1: remove emblems from the game completely or at least totally. make them count as enchantments or something
2: i i think initiative is bad for legacy it, because not, not because I think it's too powerful, because it is not designed for the format. It is designed yeah. for four player. I think if you're designing for four player in 1v1, it is going to be a different experience than what the designers intended. And yeah. so I think that the, the, the lesson from initiative isn't, is this sort of thing too, too powerful? I think it's the design team needs to recognize that if you're going to introduce cards designed for four player into 1v1, you have to put something along the lines of, if you have more than one opponent take the initiative, you have to put fail safes if you're not sure how this uh, a me- how a mechanic is going to affect one v one if you're not going to test for it. Just give yourself
1: that valve. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Let's go to the let's go to the next one. On a scale of one and go for the eyes, how hard would you fling boo at your enemies?
2: Yeah, so this was a throwaway question, but I think that the the it's it's a discussion on like where do we think Mincing and boo is in the format? Do we think it's a a healthy card because it is also a commander card? It was designed for four players, like. The way that they intended for uh, Boo to get maximized was you were going to make your 4-4 and then have to survive three combats. Before you get to untap with Minsk in order to attack for seven, which is 11 points of damage, or attack them for four and fling it. So it's, it's represents 12 damage in four cards over the, t- over the course of uh, two turn cycles. More powerful than anything else we've seen from a planeswalker. Is it good because it's in, you know, not blue? Maybe. Is it interesting or uh, like, is it a compelling card? Again, I think it's another one of those cards that's snowbally and broken, right? Like, is it, is it too powerful for, for the legacy? No. It's, it's powerful, but it's not too powerful. Is it an interesting design? I, I, I'm on the, I'm on the side of, of, of Minsk is an extremely uninteresting design in terms of it just snowballs and asks nothing of you, right? My, like my, you, so you just you, you just slam it in. It does all of the work for you. It literally says like, put a thing on a creature with trample and haste that it gave you. It it, it 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 is snowbally in a way that I think is uninteresting because it doesn't ask you to do anything other than play green and red in your deck.
1: So before the podcast started, we were talking about uh, Minsk and Boo. I think this card, it, it's like, man, it's so close. To being more interesting because it's asking the format, to, it's asking people in the format. To not get punished by this card by playing lightning bolt, right? But that's not what we should be. We should be pushing more people to be playing blue red delver at this point. I, 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 believe. but also it's it's not even that. It's like okay, like
2: if if you played if you play a minskin boo and it gets bolted, like okay, it was uh, B- bolt killed a, a threat like that. But bolt kills all kinds of threats. It's not like oh wow, look at this, look at this fail safe that we have. Like yeah. yes, of course, removal kills things. Like that's yeah. that's not a, like it's like if I if I play. If I were to, going back before Mint was printed, if I play a Jace and plus it to play a Round Bolt, four mana Fate
1: Seal is not a good card. I did want to, I did want a quick shout out to my nephew who, uh, who apparently watches the show. He's, he's 12 and, uh, he saw the All I Want for Christmas is Boo video and he got me this for Christmas.
2: There you go. Look at that. Look That's at that pretty token. Cool. It's a pretty sweet token <laughs> right there. He heard it. from target.
1: TCG player. He was like, "I don't know." Enough. He like, I ta- I just taught him over the weekend how to how to play. So, uh, but it was pretty cool that I got like a boo because he saw the video. On a scale of one for the go-, go for the eyes, I'm always going for the eyes, though.
2: Yeah, I I, I think that like is immense too powerful. No, but I think it's representative of again they are designing for Commander and it is yeah. affecting Legacy in a way that I think is negative.
1: I have I have for a long time wanted a card like this to be in the format so that you could have like a rug control deck because that was my biggest gripe back in the day is like i there's just the options are there but they're not that good um but you're, so there, there,
2: are, there is no rug control deck though
1: yeah well no it's it true didn't produce this that. is a this is a four color it's a four color deck it's splashing for sure it's yeah. a it's a band deck that splashes i I 100 agree but you know if that card costs like two red and a green if it was like a three mana card that cost two green and a, and and well, I guess two green and red wouldn't wouldn't change anything. But it, they could do things to to make that card not be as like easily splashable or like two green and two red. There you go. Now you really have to be committed. You know, people would probably just not even play it. You probably never would have seen play if it, if it didn't have those two colorless mana symbols in it as well. But I agree with you on this. Is that it, the the card the card snowballs fast I don't know like I want games to be over once once you play your big splashy card so I don't know is this any worse than Grizzlebrand as far as like a finisher is concerned I don't know
2: uh uh yeah I I, I don't think they're comparative really I mean I think that like, I, I, do I feel
1: any different when one of these hits when this hits the board than when Grizzlebrand hits the board? If I don't have an answer immediately, I don't. Yeah, I mean, well, Grizzlebrand—the game ends on the spot. Where
2: I, I think that like the issue is in 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 my mind, the whole like there's there's the classic argument in Legacy where it's like, well, if it costs three or four mana, it should win you the game, and it's like, no, no, it shouldn't. Not on a <laughs> single card. The cards that win that auto win on the spot that are three and four mana, like from that argument, like the 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 idea that uh, well if it costs 3 or 4 it should win you the game yeah and you're like, bending the cards, your entire
1: deck around show you're and
2: tell. bending your whole deck show and tell didn't win you the game unless you bent your whole deck aluren didn't win you the game unless you bent your whole deck yeah. like uh, the, the, the any of the other like made like big massive spells dream halls didn't win you the game unless you bent your whole deck the, the the cards historically that are like well it's it's really expensive so it should win you the game on the spot they they don't they don't buy themselves Natural order doesn't win you the game on the spot unless you bend your deck. The, the the cards now that are 3 and 4 mana, they don't ask you to do anything, which is why I think that they're un, like from my point of view, they're uninteresting. They're just snowbally like Oko asked you to do nothing. Minsk asks you to do nothing. These cards are not compelling. They're just snowbally powerful on rate. And I don't think that just because it costs 4, you deserve or or, or should win the game because you have it you know what i mean
1: all right well let's talk about number five do you have any cool spice for the current format or any sweet tips for new for players new to legacy so i do have actually two two answers to uh one answer for each of these cool spice is my uh haywire might in uh in eight cast that was working great uh it's a great mirror breaker it's also just a really solid like way to be on decks that are uh, that are doing damage to you, so you can stay in the game. Haywire might in in eight cast. Uh, sweet tips for new players to legacy. Check out our uh, and we'll be doing another one of these really soon. A budget deck, a budget deck episode. But check out about this time last year, we put out a, bu- a budget deck episode that had all of our all of our budget decks, and you can check out those budget decks on Moxfield.com.
2: What's Moxfield.com?
1: Moxfield.com is an amazing website. Where you can check out your uh where you can add your decks uh share them with friends and also you can add uh you don't even need to use your computer you can use your phone you don't need an app you can use your computer if you want to it works on pc it works on mac it works on android it works on iphone it works on anything and it's super easy to use it's good looking and it has a lot of really cool features like seeing the cost of everything many decks websites do but the site looks looks wonderful as well it's easy to share on there and um also you can add considering cards an all around great great thing that you should be using moxfield.com you can check out our our deck lists below if you go to the eternal Dirtles one uh you'll find our budget deck list there hell yeah fuck yeah bro so that's my that's my advice to new players in the format use moxfield.com and then go to our uh uh, the eternal dirtles uh deck lists and check out the budget deck list because that's going to help you determine the style of decks that you you might want to play or at least get some good starting points
2: yeah there you go moxfield.com do it we both have them eternal Dirtles has them and moxfield is great and it's yeah. only going to get better. Phil,
1: did you have any cool spice? I feel like St. Catherine was your cool spice, right? Triumph is the truth for sure.
2: Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I like I, I've I've also <laughs> any, any advice for new legacy players, play what you like. Everything that we've talked about today, like it can feel tilting or constructive based on how you position yourself. If you want to feel tilted, you'll feel tilted. Yeah. If you want to feel like you have a challenge to overcome and, you know, you want to try see if you can adapt what you like to play to be able to attack that environment, then it will feel purposeful and constructive. So play what you like, and then try and uh, adapt what you like to be able to compete and see if it's doable. And the thing is, is that usually it is as long as you aren't if you don't get married to something that isn't contextually good in a given format. So an example, I love me some miracles counterbalance is my favorite Mm -hmm. card to play with counterbalance in an initiative meta is nonsense. It is unplayable in a format main deck, at least where initiative is the best thing to be doing, because initiative skips over ones and twos. And Counterbalance is very good at stopping ones and twos. So you will lose games if you uh, play Counterbalance in the main. But that doesn't mean that I don't think Miracles is unplayable. And I continue to work on it. And I have fun working on it. And I enjoy even the games I lose when I'm playing with Miracles. Because every time I lose, I'm still learning something about how I can further the deck to improve against the meta. And then when the meta shifts again, the challenge will be renewed. And it will be an ongoing continuous puzzle that is always fun to try and solve, whether or not it's solvable. So. Play what you like.
1: All right. Uh, and with that, I think uh we've we've got our first episode in for the year. Again, remember, please like and subscribe. You can check us out on Patreon. Um, the the answer to uh who won was our friend Joe C, who commented last week. I'm not gonna give the last name just so I don't dox anybody. Wow. But uh I'll reach out Assassination to Joe, Joe will be getting that uh that ponder. Like getting said, that ponder, bro. Hit us up on Patreon and you'll be included in the drawing. Comment and you'll be included on the drawing. All you have to do is come to YouTube and comment on, on the episode. You could say Great episode, or I, I agree, or you know, whatever. You Bill is wrong, and I hate want. him. you will be included in, in, in the raffle. We won this, ra- we won this uh secret layer at the uh eternal weekend, and I wanted to just give it out to everybody, so that's what we're doing. Yeah, the- let, let it be known that anybody who wins a piece of that secret layer, you, you will be earning
2: a piece that has part of the spike that holds my head because <laughs> I lost to Zach in the finals. In order to get that for him yep. to uh,
1: acquire side that, event. so
2: side event gods. I, I was trying, <laughs> I was trying to dream crush, and Zach just wasn't having it.
1: You can also check out our uh, shop at uh, at Teespring, where we have the side event end boss uh, t shirts. We've got the uh, Eternal Dirtles t shirts, uh, better one than this that has the shadowing now. Uh, we got mugs, we got glasses, we got shower curtains, we got dog food bowl mats. You name it, it's on there. Go to the also, Teespring where we've got the site and you'll see. It's it's great. Get a, other get a t-shirt. Things,
2: other things that we, we, we need to know. Give a comment if when it comes to the merch, we have, we have merch. We want people who are going to buy the merch to have stuff that they actually want to buy. So I, I want to know if we made a shirt that had Eternal dirtles and said "What it do" on it. Would you? Would you? Would you want that shirt, or would you think that's nonsense for what we? I mean, we, uh, Phil, I'm going to tell you right product? now,
1: we're going to have a "What it do" shirt uh, before the next episode. Wow!
2: Wow! <laughs> I was I was asking for feedback if people would actually buy it before we
1: start. What it you know, do, indeed. What it do? If you buy one, comment below. Anyhow, wonderful seeing you, Phil. Happy New Year. And I think that uh, that does it for this week. Everybody, have a great week. Have a good New Year.
0: What up, Expos? Fill up on the track, yo. There's a new queen in this game. She go by the name. Miracle trigger on the sack and casting it. Just like time St. Catherine's happening. Five, 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 five think of flash it in. Trying to truth, we both voracious. Oops, my B, I'm voracious. Honestly, my decks predacious My miracles are so salacious. Get your heart in public, ostentatious. 40K, that's Warhammer In the church of force, a the clamor For his necklace, cause they're so enamored. Cause it mashes like the Brits of bangers. I correctly cast predictor plan to kinda balance all your tricks, you jam. this your boy your lands are stranded. All for your face, and then I'll snap a candid. Presidium protective. That's St. Catherine's flavor feature. Shuffle six cards right underneath her. She's Ethereum. I'm, I'm Tess the Seeker. I'm Botticelli. She's Primavera. I'm Monet, She's Farley I'm Renoir. She's Grenovira. I'm Matisse. She's Bernal de Vivre. I'm Goya. She's Tourmaquilla. I'm Dango. She's Mona Lisa. I'm Rembrandt. She's the Thanabera. I'm Dubs. on Twitch. She's the pain Slayer those were art bars Like an artist I draw cards Illustrator I'm illustrious I'm a writer Here's a plot twist Miracle St. Catherine Like a javelin To the abdomen In the top sedan She's a deadly sin She'll string you out Like a violin She's sticky Like a goblin On the battlefield She's residing in No denying it Or defying it Tempting to resign the game And sign the slip She'll beat you down With a cape and shield She'll steal your life And then make you feel So sad and lonely And so defeated You'll beg for mercy Wish you'd conceded But you had your chance That's in the past This game was over St. Catherine, By design She's so sublime Turning water Into wine She overhauled Type. Haters try to deny the hype, but triumph shrugs it off like she's tonight. And you're Superman with your stupid plan. She'll make you resign like your Vince McMahon. She'll make you tap with a sharpshooter. Best there worst, best there is. While you're a loser, rock bottom you straight through the basement. She'll stone cold stun you to your grave since she's MTG's new Undertaker. Tombstone you, that's a neck breaker. Triumphs the truth is an understatement. She's the Flair, it's second nature. She's Triple H, she's taking over. She's Dean Malenko with the four leaf clover. She's bold, weird, intimidator. And you're a coward who can't block her either. She's future sight, unprecedented. You can call it Garrett cause she's relentless, she'll break your teeth, send you to the dentist, you're a partisan, she's an independent. A triumph is a funeral, a procession so beautiful, a lingo's a little unusual, but I'll still play you inscrutable. Magic, the gathering is not magic, St. Catherine, the red zones, a labyrinth for your creatures, inadequate. Miracle Saint Catherine, like a javelin, to the abdomen in the top sedan, she's a deadly sin, she'll string you out like a violin, she's sticky like a goblin, on the battlefield she's residing in, no denying it, or defying it, termine to resign the game and sign the slip, she'll beat you down with a cape and shield, she'll steal your life and then make you feel so sad and lonely and so defeated, you'll beg for mercy, wish you'd conceded, but you had your chance, that's in the past, this game was over when it came to pass, your fate was sealed right from the start, when I miracle this work of art.
1: Ah la 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 la
0: la 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 la